So let's get started right away. Remember, anybody who has questions, you're welcome to write them down in the chat, and I'll be more than glad to answer them today. In this, the, in this environment, in this group, fortunately, we have the, the fortune, right, uh, to know that there is no real estate question that you can answer that we don't have the answer to. Any real estate question you have, I guarantee you, we have the answer for it, all right? So take advantage of every single session we have. Write down your comments, write down your, write down your questions in the chat, and I'll personally be more than glad to answer them for you. Got it? That being said, I want to get started today with something very, very, thank you very much, Jose. Thank you very much, and for the text also, that for Happy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day to all of the fathers in this room, all right? I, uh, I'm going to tell you a joke they sent me the other day. It said, uh, there are 20 holidays in the United States. 20. Do you know what the number one holiday is in the United States? According to the survey, Christmas, All right? So this comedian says, holiday number two, the most celebrated holidays, right? So number one, the most celebrated holiday is Christmas. The second one is Mother's Day, right? And so he says, so it means that it's Jesus and then your mama, right? That's holiday number two, right? You know where Father's Day is land? Number 20. Number 20. He says, Halloween is number six, meaning ghosts are more important than fathers. <laughs> and then he, he names like holiday number 13. He says, I don't even know what that holiday is, right? So anyways, that was a... A great joke. I, I, I love that. It. It's as a very funny yesterday. So anyways, let's get started. Uh, the, same the, the same question that I ask you every single week, right? What social conversations are you having about real estate? First and foremost, before we go into your questions and before we go into the, the theme today or the, the topic today, what social conversations are you having? When somebody asks you in the street, hey, Jose, and you just wrote me a text, right? Hey, Jose, how you doing? And you ask, and you tell me, good, Orlando, and you, good, man, I just came from a closing. I'm going to an open house. I'm going to meet with a buyer, investor, seller. I just got a listing. Every time somebody asks you about real estate, are you replying with an action you're taking about your real estate business? Every single time. When you get used to it, then people will start recognizing you as the expert in real estate, right? We need to get their attention. Remember, we can't sell anything to anybody until we get their attention. Make sense? Right, so what social conversations are we having in a daily basis and how many, not what social conversations only, but how many social conversations, how many people tell us every single day, how are you, right? And I see Marcel right here, I see Jenny right here. I speak to you, you know, maybe every two weeks. And with Jenny, I speak almost every week. But, you know, you guys, you see, right, the parents in your school, right? You see your friends that are not in real estate almost every day. All you have to say, good, I'm tired. I just came from this open house three hours on Sunday. It was amazing, but I'm just tired. Super happy. Super, super happy. I just got this 
new client that is amazing, super nice couple. They want to buy this property in Miami Beach. Amazing. Or, oh man, I don't want to tell you about it because I don't want to go into the negative, but I have this client right now that I'm about to fire. Right? That happens too. Right? And then, you know, if they want to go into details, you go in and look at some of you laughing. And then if they want to go into details, you go into details. And if they don't want to go into details, that's fine. But at least you're reminding them every single day that that's your life, right? What's happening in your life? And your life, you know, a big part of your life is real estate, right? So do not miss that opportunity. All right. So I want to go today into this topic. And if we go very far, very deep into it, great. If not, we'll go into your very technical questions about real estate. Make sense? All right. But I want to go into this specific topic right away. All right. So I'm going to go into this first slide that I wanted to share with you. And uh, we talk about that in a different session last week is thinking as an entrepreneur, not as just as an agent, right? Why is it so important to think as an entrepreneur, not just as an agent? And I want you, and I know we've talked about this in the past, but until you really, really, really not only internalize that you are not only a real estate agent, but also, and more important, an entrepreneur, you will always have to be looking for the next client. So the reason of this coaching sessions and this coaching program is not only to increase your production, but also to set you up as a business, right? Where you have the help, your administrative help, and we have many sessions on how, how, where, when, how much to pay an agent. Uh, I'm sorry, at a, a, an assistant, right? Where do I find the assistant? How do I pay that person? What activities do I need to delegate, right? So you're setting up your business, not only your production. All right, so number one, why is it important to think as an entrepreneur, not just as an agent? Well, first, first professional development, number one. Now, if I think of a, as an entrepreneur, the beautiful thing of entrepreneurs is that they need to keep reinventing themselves every, literally every single day. They need to come up with new ideas every single day. A regular real estate agent is just trying to find the next deal, right? I have this very, very high, high, high end and a very high top producer in Miami uh, called Darren Tensi. Very good friend of mine. I've coached Darren for many years. He worked for Douglas Elliman. And uh, we were having uh, lunch at this uh, place here in Hillstones in Coral Gables, very close to the, the office where I'm at. And uh, he said to, you know, I asked him, what, what do you want to get into one-on-one uh, -on -one coaching? Uh, Darren and he said Orlando you know I'm happy with my production and if you look at Darren Tensi uh, Douglas Seliman he has 15 20 25 million dollar properties and he said I'm just tired of just chasing the next transaction I'm just tired right eventually you will get tired of just chasing the next deal the next buyer the next seller right so you need to set up your production as a business so you want to develop a business an entrepreneur keeps needs to keep developing himself in order to grow keep growing his business there's a beautiful saying by Jim Rome that says in order for your business to grow first you need to grow so the beautiful thing about entrepreneurs is that they keep growing every single day every single day and the more they grow the more they separate from the rest of the competition it's not fun to compete at all it's not fun 
it's fun to dominate. It's fun to dominate, right? And that's where we want to get to. So we develop our skills to a level where literally there is no competition. That's the fun of it, all right? So let's try to stop competing, start dominating, all right? So that's number one. Why do we want to become, and why we want to think as entrepreneurs? Because we want to make sure that we keep growing every single day. So number two, developing our skills every single day. Number two, the four freedom. Please write this down. I mentioned this to you before, but that comes from my coach, Dan Sullivan. That is not my, that those are not my phrases or that's not my, my uh, uh, you know, I didn't invent the four freedoms. It comes from Dan Sullivan. So I want to give credit to the person who deserved it. All right. So as an entrepreneur, you can achieve four very important freedoms. The first one, please write it down, financial freedom, financial freedom, right? Now, this first freedom takes you to the other three. The second very important freedom of an entrepreneur, not as of an executive, all right, is time freedom, time freedom, right? You might be a very well-paid doctor, very, very well-paid uh, executive, but you don't have that time freedom. You might be making $150,000, $200,000 a month. Great. But you got to be in the office. You got to be on a plane, right? There's no way you can escape that. So an entrepreneur can achieve that second freedom, which is time freedom, because the business is producing for you. Think as, as an entrepreneur. Think as an entrepreneur, right? The third type of freedom is what? To me, the most important one, the most important of all, freedom of relationships, freedom of relationships. As an executive, you do not get to choose who you work with. You might be the president of the company, but the CEO or the board of directors, you might hate 75% of the board. Hey, you are getting paid half a million dollars a month. That is great, but you are not working with the people you love to work with. Right, you gotta face the CEO of the company who you might not get along very well with, or the board, or you're fighting with the board. As an entrepreneur, you have the luxury to fire any client. You don't like to work with somebody, you just respectfully, you know, decline to keep working with them. Right? I might be the CEO of Home Depot, but listen, if I have a very very good supplier. And I don't get a well, you know, very well, got along very well with one of the suppliers, big, big suppliers in China. Listen, I got to take it, you know. I might not like, you know, 21 hour flights to China, but I got to go to China every two months, every two, every two weeks. I got to do it. I'm the president of the company. Got it? So that's the third freedom freedom of relationships. And the fourth one, which is a beautiful one, it's freedom of, freedom of purpose, right? freedom of purpose. As an entrepreneur, you get to serve more than one client. You get to serve a lot of people. So I want you to think as an entrepreneur for those four freedoms that you get to achieve. As a real estate agent, if you only think as a real estate agent, it is always depending on your time. You're working, you're a solopreneur, you're working for yourself. You don't have time for anything else, right? You're working with any client because you need the money, right? The other reason to work or think as an entrepreneur is no politics. 
as long as you're providing value to your buyers and sellers, it doesn't matter if you're Republican. It doesn't matter if you are Democrat. It doesn't matter if you're a woman, men, old, young. It doesn't matter. As long as you're providing value to your client, entrepreneurs always get the rewards they deserve. The fourth one, here's a beautiful one. You don't need to be a genius. You get to hire the geniuses. Got it? Entrepreneurs are usually not the most intelligent people. They're very clever, but the most intelligent people, they get to hire, right? So again, remember, it's not about the how, it's always about the who, right? How do I set up an email marketing campaign? Who is going to set it up for me? How do I set up a social media campaign? Who is going to set it up for me? Who's going to design the logo? How am I going to design the logo? Who is going to design it for me, right? Who's going to do the open? How, how am I going to, when am I going to do the open house? How am I going to do the open house? Who's going to do it for me? Very few things I have to do on my own, only three, and you guys know it. Number one is specialized knowledge. You can't delegate specialized knowledge. Number two, marketing strategy. You can't delegate the marketing strategy, all right? We've made that, that mistake many times in the past, all right? We keep hiring some other marketing companies to scale or to see new venues. No way. The marketing strategy has to come from us. And number three, you can't delegate sales conversations. And you know that, you hear me saying that over and over and over again, right? So remember, you don't need to be the genius, you get to hire the genius as an, as an entrepreneur. And number five, right here, massive contribution. I'm gonna tell you the other four later, I'm gonna go into your questions, right? Number four is massive, massive contribution. If you think only as a real estate agent, yeah, you're contributing to some buyers and to some sellers. But when you think as an entrepreneur, you're not only contributing to buyers and sellers, but you're also contributing to your team of administrative people. You're contributing to your team of real estate agents. You're growing your business. So you're contributing to other people, to other families, and of course, to your buyers and sellers. But you're contributing to a much larger group of people, which in return gives you a lot of satisfaction, freedom of purpose. All right. So I'm going to go real quick before I turn the page. I'm going to go into that question let's see if i have any other questions here okay perfect so we're re reviewing the the four type of freedoms right the financial the first type of freedom which will give you the time freedom lena lena was asking that right the third one but remember lena there is no financial freedom usually if you don't think as an entrepreneur an employee doesn't really matter how well he gets paid he doesn't have that financial freedom all right very 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 important all right important all right so let's see jose jose thank you very much jose mentioned that e, e myth book i highly recommend that book to every single person in this room today we are what about 120 126 people the e myth that book it's by michael gerberd michael gerberd highly highly recommended and i also recommend to you guys you don't have to buy a book you can buy the audiobook right? 
There is no excuses for you to read a couple of books a week. No excuses. You put it in 1.25, 1.52 at speed, right? Uh, twice uh, regular speed. And you listen to it. You listen to it. You like one part, you re rewind it, and you listen to it again, right? So the e myth, it's a great, great book. And uh, the E means entrepreneur, the myth of the entrepreneur. That's actually what's behind the title, the E-Myth book. Highly recommend every single person in this call right now should download that audible today and start reading it today. Guys, it will literally change the way you look at your real estate business. Definitely, 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 all right? Uh, Ligia says, I like your advice. I like to de develop myself like an in-house agent. I'm an architect. What do you recommend me? So, uh, coach, Lee, remember as an in-house agent, uh, if you want to be an in-house agent, it's, it's not as much as, as an entrepreneur, right? Because as an in-house agent, it's, it's more of an employee of the uh, developer, right? Make sense? All right. So what I, what I recommend to everybody in this room is to think as an entrepreneur, and to start developing your sales skills. What are the five sales skills? If everybody, anybody in this room remembers the five sales skills you need to develop. What are the five sales skills? Anybody? Oh. Presentation, objections. Oh, in order, very good. You got it, you got it. But can you tell me in order, Jose? First yes. one, okay, so before the, very good. You said presentation. Right, which is well, number three. That's number three. Is it pre-qualification first? Okay, very good. Pre-qualification. After the pre-qualification, once I pre-qualify that person and that person is qualified to keep working with me, what's number two? I need to? Following. Uh, what is it? Following. Very good. Follow-up. Very good, right? The reason of the follow-up is to get to the third sales skill, which is what? Uh, presentation. There you go. And during the presentation, I'm going to get to objections. Exactly. To use my skill number four, which is yeah, objections. Objections, right? Objections. How many, how many objections are there? Eight. eight objections. Eight, right? Exactly. Eight objections. And then I got to learn those objections or learn how to answer those objections so I can use my skill number five, which is close. That's it. Very, very, very good. Very, very Orlando, good. But Go those presentations, those objections are for the seller. The seller. What about yeah. the, the buyer? They're very similar too. Very, very, very similar. And if you go to chapter 13 and 14, a uh, chapter modules, chapter 13 and 14, you can go into the buyer's objections too. But they're very, very similar. There is one objection that, that usually the seller won't tell you because there is about pricing, but it's very similar, which is, you know, is the market going to go up or down? And I, I want to wait because I think the market of the prices are going to go down, okay? That's the difference, all right? All right, all right so before I go to the next slide, Jose, Jose said, oh, I remember. Uh, you asked me to ask you that question. Whoa, <laughs> that's a good one, Jose. Let me finish next. No, let me finish next slide and then I'll go into got that. It, got it, got it. Because I know that question you just asked. Most people have. Orlando, how do you stay motivated? Very, very good one. All right, let me finish this. All right. Why do you think as an entrepreneur and how? All right. And then we'll go into that. So let me finish right here. 
no income limits, right? If you only think as a real estate agent, if you only think as a real estate agent, this is what's going to happen, guys. Your income is going to be very limited. Reason being is that as a sales person, what are you? Your license even tells you you are so limited. Your license says you're what? You're a sales person. Meaning in order to sell, you need that person, you. Got it? So if you always need yourself to make money to sell, you can scale. Does that make sense? If you see yourself as a salesperson, in order to sell, in order, in other words, in other words, in order to produce, you need to be present. Now, if you always need to be present in the process, your income is very limited because your time, skills, and knowledge is limited, like everybody else. That's why you need to think as an entrepreneur. I'm not only a salesperson; I have a salesperson license, but I'm an entrepreneur. I need to set up my business as such. Got it? So entrepreneurs have unlimited income because they can always hire new what? New agents. New, new, new agents, new assistants, new marketing okay. people, right? I can leverage myself, right? I can always look for new sources of help. Does that make sense? Very good. Very, very, very good. All right, so let's go into the next one right here. No income limits, no age restriction, right? You can be young, you can be old, you can be 20, you can be 50, you can be 60, you can be 70. You can be man, you can be woman, right? You can be Hispanic, you can be American, you can be European, doesn't really matter, right? No geo limitations. If you think as a salesperson, you're gonna be limited to your little geographical area. As an entrepreneur, you expand yourself and literally in today's age, the globe, right? Is your territory. You can expand to other regions, other states, other cities, other countries. And finally, a legacy. As a salesperson, only as a real estate agent, you're leaving nothing to your people, right? Pretty much nothing to your, when you said to, be, to your family. But as an entrepreneur, you get to leave a legacy, right? The only way you multiply yourself, the only way you grow, the only way you achieve those four freedoms is by thinking and acting like an entrepreneur. And that's what I want you to develop. Yes, I want you to produce more. Yes, I want you to sell more. But also, I want you to develop your entrepreneurial skills. Because without it, 15, 20 years from now, all you're going to say is, you know what? I'm just tired of chasing the next transaction. And most agents just go through that. All right. So let's go to this very leverage. Okay. Felipe says leverage on other people's talent. Very good. Right? So we want to use other people's talent and we want to be used. All right. Our talent, right? Our buyers, our sellers, right? Other people, they, we, we want them to use our talent too, right? So we want to leverage. And remember, there are three types of leverages, right? Financial leverage, when you buy a home that costs half a million dollars and you put down 20%, $100,000, 
right? With $100,000, we're getting a property that is worth half a million dollars. So that's leverage, right? The second type of leverage, it's what people leverage, right? I'm using the talent, right? Like Intera said, I'm using the talent of other people to grow my business, right? And number three is technology, right? We're using technology to leverage. We are, this is a lot of leverage. We have 128 people in this call right now. Everybody, some people are in their car, some people are in their office, like myself. Some of you are in your most, many of you are in your house. This is a lot of leverage. You know what it would take 15, 20 years ago to make this happen? How expensive that would be? To meet all these people, we have people from you know, different parts of the country, from other countries, meeting right now just with a click of a button. And how much are you paying for Zoom? What? Between 20 and $60, I think. I, I pay, I, you, you pay zero, Alejandro. I think my, my Zoom costs like, it's like the most expensive one, like $65 per month, $65. That's leverage of technology, got it? All right, so Jose asked the question, you know, how do you stay motivated? Well, right there, Jose, you, you, that, that was easy with your son in your lap. That is very simple. How you stay motivated, all right? Yeah, they, they just master to me. <laughs> there you go. All right, so that's that's motivation number one. So how do you stay motivated? I'm going back to the same old thing that I always say. In order for me to stay motivated, I need to be around people that are motivated. I can read all the books. I can do all the affirmations a lot of people talk about, right? I can say to myself a thousand things. But if I'm not around people that motivate me, it's going to be very difficult, very difficult to stay motivated. By the same token, right? I might be down from time to time. But when I'm, when I'm around people that inspire me, that motivate me, right? What happens immediately? I get inspired. I get motivated. When, when, when I see people that are taking action every single day, regardless of their challenges, it inspires me. So I'll say number one thing to stay motivated is to be a, around people that are motivated. The problem with real estate is that most agents are always by themselves or with the same three or four people. I need to make sure that I surround myself in a daily basis with people that inspire me. That's number one. Everything starts there. Remember the, the book, Willpower is Not Enough? Highly recommend, highly recommend you read that book too. Again, get the audio, buy both audios. You don't, have, you don't need to say, oh, very good. Juan, let me see it. Get it closer to the, uh, get it closer. Their willpower doesn't work. Willpower doesn't work by Benjamin Hardy. Willpower doesn't work by Benjamin Hardy. Please get that book. You want to get motivated? Read, read that book. That's number one. All right. Number two. Number two. So number one, it's environment. Number two, have a very clear, clear goal for your day. Oh, says Ali says, Ali says, I'm reading it and I highly recommend it. Thank you, Ali. I highly recommend it too. Juan, do you, do you like it? 
Of course, I love it. Uh, it was it was it was good, right? Mm -hmm. Very very good recommendation. Thank you, Orlando. No, my pleasure, my pleasure. Uh, Benjamin, it's in the he has the so he's in the same uh, coaching group that I am with. So talking about motivation, so Benjamin wrote the book with my coach Dan Sullivan. Got it. So you know, being around those people, it's very inspiring. It's the easiest way. Right, and he explains in the book, willpower doesn't work. It's very difficult to do it on your on your on yourself. Ligia says motivation is contagious. Also, the lack of it is contagious too. Right? Where you can find those people that inspire you. Oh, very good. Because like I'm around people around my same level, you know, other agents that are just starting. So, like I have you right now because I. Do you, do you, it. it's not that you know, have, uh, you, have you identified anybody that you respect, that you admire in your, in your town? Anybody, anybody? No, I haven't found anybody. Okay. So perfect. So look for those people in the newspaper, real estate agents that are top agents, go to the MLS, right? And find the top agents in your area. Who are the top agents in your area? Do yourself a favor, invite them to lunch. You pay for their lunch. Most likely, they won't even let you pay for it. Just the fact, and, and, I, and I did that since I was 19 years old. I always wanted to invite people to lunch, people that I admire. And I would say to them, you know, hey, lady, how you doing? This is Orlando Montiel. I know you. Listen, I've, I've been following you in social media. Right now, it's so much, so much easier. I've been following you in social media. I look at your numbers and the MLX. I really respect you. I won't even try to compete with you. I just want to your brain. I just want to know how you made it. I mean, you are such an inspiration to me just for coffee, just for coffee around your office, whatever you want to do, just lunch, just tell me where, right? I'll meet you there. I just want, I, I'm inspired by the transactions you're doing. I saw you on social media. I'm inspired the way you talk on social, on video. I saw your, your YouTube channel. It's just incredible. In, in your town, you're, there are so many people around you if you start paying attention that will always say yes always go to go to seminars live seminars right in your town i think you live in the city of orlando right i mean there there's davenport. davenport right there there are so many things going around orlando seminars good coaches other companies to go listen to those people and the attendees are very inspiring too when you guys come to the uh, retreat right in the retreat, you know how many inspiring people come to get close to those people? Ask them, can I invite you for coffee? The only way is to ask, guys. And most of these people will say yes. Most of these people will say yes. Many right? of them are busy a lot. Huh? So I, I had two of them that I tried to like schedule this kind of meeting you said but they're busy keep trying and keep trying keep trying keep some keep of them would say okay. yes some of them would say and they say they are busy right now but maybe later right yeah mm -hmm. right so okay. third thing you can do third thing you can do read 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 when you go to the bathroom read when you go get some tea read when you're in the car Read when you are doing exercises. Read when you're standing in a line. Read when you're in the airport. 
And when I say read, listen to audiobooks. Now I sit down to read and it's just, I sit down to read at night before going to sleep just to calm me down. But I don't sit down to read during the day because it's just too slow. Uh, that reading is like, I feel like I'm in the 1600s. It's too slow. Got it? When I'm listening to an audio, I'd rather sit down with an audiobook, put it at 1.7, and I'm taking notes, and I'm moving those notes around, and I'm doing circles, and I'm doing squares, and I'm moving them around. I'm, it's, it's just so much engaging. They're just reading line by line by line. It's just too slow. Now, if I want to relax at nighttime, and there's a book that I read every single day of my life, and I've been reading for the past four years, right? And it's about a page and a half to two pages, right? So I read that same philosophy over and over and over again just to relax me, right? But if I want to learn, if I want to get, I don't want to get inspired at night. If I get inspired at night, I'm not going to sleep, right? But during the day, right? And when I go to the beach, whatever, I take my iPad and I take my... Uh, my, uh, my, my phone with my earpiece, and I sit down and writing, I'm engaging with it. Reading is just too slow. Got it? It's just too slow. And then, you know, if I highlight something, I got to go back two, three days later, five days later, and then I got to go through the highlight. No, I want to engage with it immediately. But if you like just reading, great. But remember, in order to read, you need to sit. I'm driving and I'm listening to an audiobook. What do I do? I don't have to write what I learned. I just click on the microphone button and I dictate it, what I wrote, and I put it in my notes. So that's my summary. The more I listen to the audiobook, what I like, I put it in the notes. And then I have my own summary all day long, all day long, unless I just want to relax and don't do, just don't do anything for that moment. That gets, you know. But by the way, lady, that's a good point you said, you know. Here's the beautiful thing. Now, I can go to lunch with the most inspiring people in the world. I can go to lunch with the most inspiring people in the world. Dead or alive. It doesn't matter. And you can do it too. I can go to lunch, lunch with Jim Rohn. Got it? I can go to lunch with any other figure. I can go to lunch with any other person across you know, the ocean in Europe. I can go to lunch with Elon Musk if I want to right now. How? I just watch their videos, their interviews on whatever it is, on business, on philosophy, on their thoughts, on their up, up, uh, upbringings, anything. Beautiful. That inspires me. YouTube, whatever topic you want to learn, and it sounds stupid and informal, but you show me a better book than YouTube. Anything you, you want, you can find there. All right, so I find the right people. If I can meet the right people right now, I have them 24-7 next to me on audio, on books, on YouTube, right? Number three, 
I mentioned that goals, daily goals, how you stay motivated by doing what you said you were going to do. It's not about the result. It's about the activities. Focus on the activities. Don't only focus on the results. If you focus on the results, most likely you're going to get frustrated because most of us humans want results immediately, faster than what we want to develop our own skills. So focus on developing your skills, which means focus on your daily activities. Daily activities, it's the key. Now, I said that I was going to perform. I said that I was going to contact these 20 people. I said that I was going to follow up on these five people. I said that I was going to invest 30 minutes of my day reviewing my marketing strategy. And I said that I was going to study my market for 15 minutes. And if I did that today, I have to consider this day as a successful day, regardless of the result, because I can't control the result. Got it? I just can't control the result. If I study, if I work on my marketing, if I talk to the people that I said I was going to talk to, that's all I can do. Some of you, and I was talking this morning about that, I have a faster metabolism, right? They said, I'm going to burn a thousand calories a day, right? I'm going to eat only this type of meals with this type of carbs, right? I'm going to follow this diet and I'm going to follow this exercise regime for the next three months. Now, whether I lose 30 pounds or not, it's not up to me, guys. What is up to me is to follow that diet and that exercise regime. That's it. Now, some people will do exactly the same and will lose more pounds. Some people will lose fewer pounds. That's it. So some of you will put the same effort, make more money. Some of you will make a little bit less money. But all of you will usually make more than if you didn't follow that daily activity. And that daily progress will keep you motivated. Feeling, so here's the frustration. Here's the lack of motivation. It's feeling that we didn't do enough that day. When we feel that we gave it all, usually we keep that motivation. We get frustrated sometimes. We do, but there's a difference between being frustrated and not being motivated. I'm frustrated, you know, listen, I'm being frustrated. Don't confuse being frustrated with being, being unmotivated or lack of motivation. As a matter of fact, frustration sometimes is a great motivator. When you lose a game, if you're a, an athlete, a competitor, and you're frustrated because you gave it all, you gave it all, and you, lo you lost what happens. You are now more motivated. Next season, you come even more motivated, more driven, right? And that's what happened to the Golden, uh, uh, you know, Golden Warriors. I'm not an expert on uh, on basketball, but my son, my my son, my son told me, right, that Curry, which is one of the stars for the team, I think he lost last year. They couldn't make it to the playoffs, right? But you, what was it? that was very frustrating, extremely frustrating. But this year they came even more motivated, right? Because they gave it all. So when we give it all, 
we usually keep that high level of motivation. So if you have, you're, you're hanging around with the right people, you're reading the right things, you're doing the, your daily activity, those three things. And now you can do a lot of things, but those three things will help you a lot. Last thing about other people. I always say, it's not that I don't care what other people say, right? Is that I won't stop doing what I was go that that I what I said that I was going to do because of what other people think. I do care about what other people. I wish everybody said amazing things about. Me. I want everybody to say amazing things about me, but I understand that's just not going to happen. That's just not reality, and that's not going to stop me from doing what I believe is right for me and my business. Nothing more demotivating than stopping and looking at what other people are thinking and especially are doing. Compare yourself to yourself because you don't know what the other people went through and the effort they put into. So always compare to yourself. Those four things that I just told you should be way more than enough to keep you motivated. All right, guys, good question. I know it deviated more from the technical part of real estate, but if we don't have this right, no, no skill is going to work. All right, Jose, keep yourself around the right people. Make sure you write the right things. Make sure you work on the right activities every single day and you set a daily goal. Every single day, you should have a list of three to five things that you want to accomplish. And you do what you said you were going to do. And number four, right? Let And I'm not saying it's you. Stop paying attention to what other people say and also to what other people do. Got it? Focus on your plan and executing your plan with the right type of people. All right? Very, very good. All right? Uh... So lady says, I have a full-time job that I can leave now. When I get home, I'm exhausted and I don't want to do anything else. Basically, only Mondays are my real estate time. Good. And sometimes we have, and sometimes we have those limitations, right? But I always, always to stay motivated. I've always, always think about other people that have bigger, huge, much bigger limitations that I have. Don't reinforce your limitations reinforce the limitations other people overcame. You know, because you know the rapper, you know the singer, you know the athlete, right? That said, my mom is a, was a single mother, five, six kids, right? Three, four jobs, Monday through Sunday, right? And she raised each and every one of us as an outstanding citizen, right? So there's always somebody that is in a worse situation than you and I. Just the fact, the fact that we live in 2022 is just a huge advantage. We have cell phones. We have virtual communication like this one. We have AC. We have drinkable water. We don't have three meals a week, a day. We have like 20 meals a day. If you live in the United States, you go to the supermarket and you don't know what to buy. Because if you want water, there are like 20 options for water, right? If you, whatever you want, we have so many things available. 
we became too yesterday i was reading a uh, i was listening yesterday coming back from marco island i was listening to this navy seal it being interviewed by joe rogan right and he said we became too soft and, and thank you lady for bringing that we in the united states said that navy seal we became too soft said i've never i've been deployed to to uh to war i think it was 17 times seven he's he's been to war 17 times and i'm deviating a little bit but to to put things on the perspective 17 times listen to this guys the worst one that i've ever seen is this one right here when i went i, I think he went like to the uh, to uh, Afghanistan like three months ago. In the border of Afghanistan, in the border, listen to this, guys. All right, there's such a chaotic situation that mothers are throwing babies, babies, throwing babies, right, above the fence to the other side. Get it? All right. And sometimes the mother can throw the baby the right way. And you know what's in the fence, right? Those little, you know, what, what do you, how do you call those things? All right. And Spikes. that's happened. Uh, what is it? Spike. Spikes. Spikes. Barbed right? wire. Barbed wire. Right. Exactly. Exactly. At those wires, right? And sometimes the babies bounce. That's happening right now. Right now. So I don't want to go into the details because it's too much. It's, it's, it's very strong, that, that, that interview. Anyways, he comes back to Austin and he says, people, people are complaining here about, you know, we became a society that is way too soft, right? And I don't agree with that, that we became too soft because, you know, if you put people to their screen, they're going to show a much bigger than, you know, they're going to become much bigger. But what I'm saying is, guys, we have so much, so, so, so much to be grateful for. We have every single tool to be extremely successful. The difference now more than ever between the successful and the unsuccessful is what you focus on. And I want to close today, and I know we deviated a little bit, but, but, but you notice more and more and more the difference between the successful person and the successful person is what they focus on. The unsuccessful is focusing on the challenges right on what's going wrong there's nothing perfect nothing it's perfect now the successful is always focusing on what he can improve how he can find a way how can we get the result because in today's world with so much and in, in an industry like this one we're not athletes where there is a winner and a loser got it in a baseball game, there can be two winners. One is going to come with a trophy, and the other one is going to go home empty. Got it? In a trial, in a case, either you go to jail, it's black and white. In real estate, we have 122 people right here. All of you can be successful. It's not, a, oh my God, no, the thing is not. Now, Jennifer, close 20 transactions, that transactions, that means I can close A. It's not that there are only 50 transactions and only the best of you are going to be able to close. No, there are plenty of trans plenty of clients, plenty of transactions 
for each and every one of you. So it's never about the economy. It's never about the challenge. It's about the way I see things. You're going to get obstacles like every single other person. So right, especially real estate, I see it as coach. And remember, I have a team of over 2,400 agents and I see it every single day. And I coach you guys. Okay, what's the secret to the most successful ones? I can tell you very simple. The successful ones, it's not that they know more. It's not that they have more money to invest. It's not that they're more disciplined. The successful ones focus on how they can get things done and how they can become more successful. The unsuccessful is always looking for a reason why they can move forward. It's that simple. It's that simple, guys. And once you have that mentality, right, it reinforces itself, right? Because the more successful you are, the more you believe it. The more you believe it, right, the more you keep thinking like that. And the more unsuccessful you are, the more you reinforce that. In baseball, they call it slump, slump right? That you go 22, 23, 25 at bats without a hit. And it's not that you lack the skills. It's that it got in your head and there is no way you can hit a ball. Got it? It gets in your head. There is a syndrome in baseball also, second baseman. Second base is a guy that is less than 15 feet from first base. 15 feet from first base, right there. And these people are getting paid 10, 12 million to get catch balls in the most odd ways and throw it on the air, throw it on the side arm, everything. And this syndrome, I forgot the name. All of a sudden, look at this, guys. This is the mind. They get a ground ball and they're just going to throw it in a normal way to first base and they can hit the target. They just can hit the target. First base in the, is right there, 15 feet away. They just, can't, they just can't throw it to him. They just can't throw it. Why? It's the mind. It's the mind. So the most important thing you need to develop every day, going back to motivation, is to stay there. It's to make sure that you surround with the right people, that you read the books that are going to make you more motivated, more inspired, right? To make sure that every single day you set up the right goals to accomplish in a daily basis. That's key, guys. All right. And never, never make excuses. That simple, right? Uh, let's see. Let's see. I have two more minutes to go. We got to go to another meeting. Uh, very good, Rafael. Thank you very much. We are what we repeatedly do. Excellence. Therefore, it's not an act, but a habit, 100%. We are what we repeatedly do. Excellence, therefore, is not an act, it's a habit. Very, very, very famous quote, all right? Uh, uh, Nathan, if you want, uh, write me a... Nathan, if you want, I said, you said, good morning, Orlando. Thank you for all the information. My pleasure. Write to Orlando at MonteiroOrganization.com. Write me 
to Orlando at MontielOrganization.com. I'll give you more information. Uh, Maria, I start my day feeding my body very good with the energy it needs in the morning. At night is time, right, that I'm most productive and work from 10 p.m. to 2 or 3 a.m. Perfect, Maria. Whatever works for you, right? I'm a, I'm a morning person. You are a night person. Is it good or bad? It's irrelevant. No, it's not good or bad. If it works for you, Maria, to work uh, working at night, excellent. Excellent. You're a night person. That's all. Right. Very, very, very good. As long as you find the right time to work on yourself, to work on your business, to work on your body. Very good. Uh, Jocelyn says, now this is pure real estate. And we have a few minutes, so I can answer it. I have two clients. They asked me if there is a good time for them to buy now, if it is a good time for them to buy now, or they have to wait for the market to go down. What do you think is the best answer to give them? Write this down, guys. Write this down. I, I want you also, Jocelyn, to watch the, the session I did three weeks ago about the market. Is it either the three weeks or four weeks ago? So where I talk about the three eyes, right? What are the three eyes when we analyze the market? Number one is inflation. Interest. Inflation, right? Number two is inventory. And number three is? Interest, interest rate. Interest rate, exactly, right? So in that session, I, I explain what's happening with inflation, which is inflation officially is at 8.5%, which is not the real inflation. It's way higher than that. So number, and, I, and you know, we, we've, we have right now the highest inflation we've had in the last 40 years. And in that session, I give you the sources and everything, all right? So inflation is at the highest. So to answer that question from your client, should I wait to, for prices to, to come down? Now, it's my opinion that prices are not gonna come down, right? They're gonna stabilize. They're not gonna keep going up as much, but prices are not gonna come down. Why? Well, number one, inflation. We had the highest inflation in the last 40 years. That is, that is not an opinion, that is a fact, all right? You can research that. We can go into that session. Number two, let's go into inventory, right? The higher the inflation, what usually happens to inventory? It goes up or it goes down? It goes down. Why? Because real estate is a great hedge, a great protection against inflation. Got it? The higher the inflation, usually the higher the real estate prices. So what happens, real estate investors use real estate properties to hedge, to protect themselves against inflation. That is a fact around the world, all right? Number two, in terms of inventory, the largest group of people in history are the millennium, millennials, right? About 80 million of them, they surpassed the baby boomers. Now, the millennials, the average age of the millennial, Mr. Buyer, right now is 33 years old, which means they've been out of college for more than 10 years. Many of them, them have been saving money, and now they have higher income, and they're ready to stabilize, have a family, which is their prime time for them to what? To buy properties, right? Number three, Mr. Buyer, all right? The reason I believe properties are not going to go down besides investors 
besides millennials is that interest rates are still very low, under 6%, which is extremely low. Go to my, go to my, uh, my Instagram. I posted Orlando V, right? I just saw it, Marcel, right? Orlando V, lower V, Montiel, right? Make sure you follow me there because I post every single day some new tips. And I posted there in 1985, there was an ad in the paper that said special mortgage rate, 14.25%. 14.25%. By the way, I have the picture right here, right? That is, this is an ad from 1895. Guys, and we think we have such high rates right here. I have it. Shows big virtual background. Let me see it right here. None. 14.25%. This is an ad in the paper. And we are still under 6%. So the fact that inflation is going up, investors, of course, are buying properties, interest rates are very low, and millionaires are the prime time for buying means I don't think, oh, by the way, give you, let me give you another one, right? In terms of properties. The average property in the United States with mortgage has an average equity of $180,000, $180,000. In, in 2008, properties came down so much because there was an oversupply. Why? Because people were just not paying for their property because the property was worth less than they owe the bank. But now their property is worth on average at $180,000 more than they owe the bank. So the probability of a property going into foreclosure, it's very, 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 very unlikely. Why? Because I have, if I have $180,000 on equity, hey, listen, I'll sell the property for $100,000 below market price and I'll make a profit of $80,000. I'm not going to let the bank take my property, ruin my credit and lose $180,000. No way. So the likelihood of properties going down is extremely, extremely low. I think we set a new base, right? A new floor for prices right now. Now, are prices going to keep going up as fast? Well, again, and those are all opinions. That's my opinion, guys. But at least I'm giving my client all right, an opinion based on facts. I'm not just not saying I think um, because... The, Remember guys, a lot, little, too many, it's not a number. Oh, there's a lot of people buying. A lot of people, a lot, it's not a number. How many? Oh, interest rate has gone up a lot. A lot is not a number. How much? Got it? So when I speak like this to a client and I talk to him about the three eyes and I give him three points on inflation, three points on interest rates, three points on inventory, then the clients, this guy knows what he's talking about. And now I can use that information to make my own decision. But Mr. Client, don't talk to me talking garbage about how much the market is going to go down because most don't know. And when you give him that information, then you help him make an informed decision. I truly, truly, truly believe, firmly believe that properties are not going to go down. What I do believe is that we're going to have a more stable market where buyers and sellers, where it's going to take a little bit longer for a property to sell, which is great for real estate agents. Now you can go with your buyer and see three, four, five properties, select one, make an offer, negotiate on that property, right? Lower the price a little bit 
and then buyers or sellers are happy. This is madness. What's been happening for the past year and a half? Like, you know, 56 cash offers over listing price. It's crazy. It makes you frustrated. It makes buyers frustrated. So it is great that interest rate interest rates are going up a little bit, right? It's slowing down the offers on the properties. But in order to properties to go down, two things must happen, right? Number one, interest rate. Interest rates must go up. By the way, it's not even interest rate. The one thing that has to happen, two things that have to happen. Number one, it's a decline in what? Employment? Are people unemployed? No. Our employment rate is still very, very, very good. And number two, there, there has to be an oversupply of properties. There is no oversupply of properties. There's, there is no overconstruction or people, you know, thousands, millions of people like in 2008 selling their properties. Here's another reason why they're not selling their properties. Where are they going to go? Properties are too expensive. So there is not an oversupply. So Mr. Buyer, tell me, please, because I would like to understand. That's my opinion, Mr. Mr. Buyer. Maybe I'm wrong. So I would like to learn from you why you say that properties are going to go down. If inflation is going up, inventory is still very low because interest rates, the millennials, and the investors, right? The fact also that sellers are thinking about selling and not selling because where are they going to go, right? So you tell me, please, what factors make you believe that properties are going to go down? And you stay silent. Oh, well, because of the uh, war in Ukraine. Okay, perfect. That affects the economy. But not, don't, let's not confuse, right? An economic recession with a real estate bubble. Two completely different things. Sometimes they happen simultaneously, but they're not the same thing. So I, again, yes, I understand that. And when maybe we can go into a recession, right? Which might cause some people to lose their job, right? But with having equity in their property, what is the likelihood of them, you know, just leaving the properties, right? So again, just want, to, want that feedback from you. And we're not going to convince everybody but now you have more tools to make your case. All right, guys. So it's 11.04. I got to go to another meeting. All right. Thank you very much for being here today. Remember, we see each other every single Monday, 10 to 11. If you speak Spanish, remember, you have access to our Tuesday uh, session, which is from 10 to 12. It's been a pleasure to serve you today. Big hugs to everybody. Thank you guys for being here today. Let's make the list of the activities that are going to make you move forward for the rest of the week. And on Friday, review them again. Have the clarity and the simplicity to focus on the few activities that are going to make you successful in your real estate business. Take care, guys. Bye-bye. Always nice to see you. Bye.